What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, crown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out... Wow, that's entertainment. This is Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day DFW, and we are listening to, or we're talking on the Ballsy Podcast with Kevin Sherrington. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Barry, say hello. Good day, everyone. And we are joined today by our favorite CJ. <laughs> Which oh, is uh, a good to know because the list is no longer as short as it once was. Uh, oh my! Listen, right? it's I think it goes C.J. Nitkowski number one. I'm gonna go out on a limb and put C.J. Crone number two. You would put wow. any C.J. on this list ahead of the guy you're getting to. I know it. Really? And then maybe C. I didn't know that. Maybe C.J. Wilson number three. <laughs> but now let me let me ask you this question: If you could be any C.J. Which CJ would you want? I know which one I'd want to be. Oh well, I want to be the guy who flies his own planes and and has the theory of relativity and is married to the supermodel and and all that other okay. stuff. Uh, there's no doubt that my all of my joking about CJ Wilson is out of pure jealousy for Envy. his life. Yeah. <laughs> True. I appreciate you admitting that. At least we're all on the same page there. At least. Yeah. All right. So we are joined by CJ Nitkowski from MLB uh, Radio Network and Fox Sports. He is double dipping these days as a baseball analyst. And CJ and tripling you, a little bit. Tripling. Who are you tripling with? Well, see, I do a show on CBS Sports Radio every Saturday called I Am Baseball. Wow. And then uh, yeah, and, and then also write for Fox Sports. And so if if, if you man. if you get taken out, there'll be three job openings. Uh, there could be potentially, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, if you guys are trying to uh, help the job market, uh, it'd be a pretty good target. <laughs> you never know. Outstanding. You, desperate <laughs> journalists and desperate times, r- desperate things. Let's happen. talk about Rugi. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about that. So, CJ, you and I, we we texted or tweeted a little bit with one another last night in private. Uh, private I, tweeting. I am completely and totally convinced that to start with, Jose Bautista was hit on purpose. And you being a former player, I think you take a different approach. I do. I just I can't say with certainty. Now, in all honesty, I always have a tendency to lean unintentional. And then I look at the circumstance. I mean, there's certain times we see it and you know it's obvious. But the circumstance makes absolutely no sense. Like, that is the worst time to do it, right? I mean, here, the, here come the Rangers. They come back from this game. They take a one-run lead. They score. You take a guy who was pitching, right? Wasn't a one-run lead at that time? Yeah, they score four runs in the bottom of the seventh, three on Desmond's home run. They take a 7-6 lead. After trailing, they've got a chance to win the the series. By hitting Bautista, you're putting the tying run on base and bringing up Edwin Encarnacion, who has absolutely trashed this team this year with the bat. So those are the circumstances. Yeah, 100%. And then thinking about Matt Bush is making his second big league appearance after all that he has gone through. Right, it's his first game that he's pitching with a lead. He's yep. being asked to go right through the middle of that Toronto Blue Jays lineup, which is not easy for anybody. I don't care how good you are, how experienced. Like none of that makes sense to me. And if there was revenge on the mind of the Rangers, there was way more opportunities to do it, and it just didn't add up, man. I just, I, I just, I didn't get it at all. Um, I know you guys know. I mean, Jeff Bannister is competitive, man. He wants to win first. As good as he is with his guys in the clubhouse, and I think he's great. He's one of my favorites to talk to, and I had him as a rover with the Pirates. It doesn't add up for me. I have a hard time believing that that was the case. Now, if somebody 
says something otherwise, like if Matt Bush says, absolutely, I did it, or we hear something from... No, Bush's only comment last night was when asked if it was a purpose pitch, it was a... was a no comment. So, yeah. I mean, you can take from that yeah. whatever you want. We, we don't believe that Matt Bush would just do this on his own, do we? Well, that's the other thing, too, because, you know, he hasn't been around long enough. Obviously, he hasn't really been around at all. Now, he's played the game, but he hasn't done it in this role. And it's possible that he took it on his, you know, upon himself. And is, then maybe, in secret, his team would actually disagree with the timing of it. It's possible. You want to earn your stripes with your team as a new guy. That is one way to do it. Um but you never know. It could have been a bullpen coach. I had bullpen coaches tell me before. I had veteran relievers tell me before, hey, we got to get him. Now, think about this, though, too. You mentioned the four runs. Maybe it was mentioned to him when they were losing. Absolutely. Right? Maybe it was mentioned before they scored those runs, and this decision was made while he was in the bullpen. All of a sudden, the team gets back, and nobody says, hey, you know what? Never mind. I've you, been told that before. You, yeah. I, you know, I think that, that that crossed my mind last night, too, when I was going over all the scenarios is, you may have said something to him while he was warming up in the bullpen. The lead changes, and the game speeds up on everybody, and everybody just kind of assumes that, okay, the situation's changed. Nobody goes back to Matt Bush and says, never mind. Never mind. So, yeah, that yeah. That, that thought crossed my mind. But I, my, my gut feeling on, on all of this is that this incident started – uh, and there was a message behind it from the Rangers that they wanted to deliver to Batista before he got out of there. And I really feel like it was important enough to the Rangers that they were willing to potentially sacrifice that game. Oh, I just, no. To say, we want to let you know how much we dislike And, and, you. and then the Rangers lose the ALS bag, and you're going to point back to that? Uh, hey, people That's the problem, right? Yeah. What yeah. happened a year ago, right? I mean, how close was it a year ago? Right. How close is it right now? That's that's the part that, again, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just <clears throat> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think it's true unless we hear otherwise. Um, it just it doesn't make a ton of sense unless the scenario which we talked about, which was it was kind of mentioned beforehand, and then the game situation changed and there was no adjustment made. That, that is very plausible. I think that's maybe CJ, you're being you're being scenario. much too polite, Evan. You're wrong. Yeah, okay, good. I, I don't know, but I, I'm not there. I just think, and my thing too, I mean, you know, like sometimes I get a little worked up. Like I, I'm all, all for, you know, we've got to be opinionated. We've got to make points. We're all trying to stick out among right. the crowd. But I do struggle sometimes with the conviction of guys that say he absolutely did it. Like, none of us can say that for sure. Right. We can feel pretty strong about it. And that's where, and I know it's a real delicate line, but that's where I start to get a little frustrated sometimes. And, yep. and I'll tweet something. Maybe I tweet it as a subtweet or I try to be a little passive aggressive, but. Those are the things that, that get me worked up most, I think, is sometimes when we say something with absolute conviction about how a player felt, and we cannot say for sure that's how that player felt, even though we may think strongly that he did. Absolutely. So, CJ, uh, you, you mentioned your relationship with uh, with Jeff Bannister, and, and of course, our, our, our feeling here is that, you know, he's a, obviously a very smart guy. He's, in, he's a very interesting guy from my standpoint. He seems like a, you know, his dad was a high school football coach. He seems like a football coach, but he's a but he's a really smart guy who's embraced analytics and, and things, and, and he's just done a, a great job so far as a as the manager of the Rangers. But the interesting thing to me is that in a very short time, he is now uh, uh, challenged on the field or or got into it on the field with A.J. Hinch, uh, Scott Service, and now John Gibbons. That's three different managers in less than a year and a half as a big league manager. I don't know that I've ever seen another manager get into it so quickly with other managers. I, before C.J. answers this, I just need to say this, that he got into it with Hinch and he got into it with Service but yesterday, Gibbons was the guy who came back out onto the field. Gibbons was the guy who on the field. Been thrown out. He had been thrown out of the game already. Been thrown out. Right. 
Gibbons was the guy who called Bannister gutless on the field. Well, but I'm not sure at what point that all happened, that. though. Yes. I, I, there was a but lot he, going on. D- Jeff Bannister is not going to back down from any. Oh no, no, he's not challenge. going to. But let me let me. Do you get a sense at any point that uh, that other managers in baseball are are, are 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 noticing this and feeling like that that hey, this guy's got a chip on his shoulder? I don't think so. I, I think that there is no quicker way to win your clubhouse over than to stick up for your guys. No, that's the only. That's not the only way you do it. Now you got to be a. A good communicator, these guys, especially these days, have to know uh, that you have their back. That's kind of the new part of the new role in Major League Baseball. The communication has to be better, and you have to coddle some guys more than you've had to in the past or, or tell them good things to make them feel good. But that's one way to have your club off. The other way is to lead in situations like this. And, and players know. Players can see through it when it's fake and when it's forced and when it's an old man getting a little bit too excited. I don't think that's the case here um, at all with Jeff Bannister. I think the players um, absolutely appreciate uh, his intensity, you know, he comes from a from a different time, so there's there's some old school mentality to what Jeff Bannister does, and and I think it's nothing but a positive for the team. I don't think he's going out looking for trouble, but okay. when he sees that opportunity where he knows he's got to stand up for his guys, he's he's done it, and he's done it well. And let's face facts, he came from the the NL Central over the last ten years, which is a chippy division anyway, and the Pirates did have to play a little bit with a chip on their shoulders and not back down from teams like the Reds and the Cardinals. Uh, to some extent, I, I think he, he he got a little bit of that over the last five years. Can can we fast forward now to to yeah. the main event to the I, I, to, to the main event to the slide? I do want to say, and I do want to say this as we get into the slide. I, I do think that while everybody wants to harp on Bautista and the bat flip, and that that was the reason that he was hit, I I think this was more of a lifetime achievement award for Jose Bautista, where the Rangers <laughs> are concerned. He is despised in by by a lot of guys around the game. Uh, CJ, I'm sure you've heard from other people uh, that this is not the biggest favorite inside the game. And could you see a scenario in which the Rangers said, uh, you know, if it was another player coming off of that bat flip, this might not have lingered. But because it's Bautista and a flashpoint, things were going to get things were going to come to a flashpoint. That's certainly possible. You know, I played with Jose actually before any of his career really took off in the minor leagues with the Pirates. And um, you, you didn't see it then. Obviously, he's become a star since then, and everything else that has happened over the course of his career. But I think it's possible. Listen, you have guys that will do something once in a while, a basketball here or there, maybe show a guy up, and, and he's not a bad guy, or he shows some contrition, he feels bad about it, and you're more often than not willing to let it go. When you have a guy, and I'm not even saying this is definitely the case, but if you have a guy that is unapologetic and, and maybe is a repeat offender, you're going to remember that one longer. Um, I still, for me personally, I mean, it was such a big moment. I didn't have a problem with the bat flip. It really didn't bother me at all. Obviously, I'm not in uniform. I'm not the one who gave it up. I'm not right. the team that lost. So it's unfair to me to say how the Rangers should have felt about it. Uh, but just for me personally, being a little bit more objective and watching it from the outside, it didn't bother me at all. Not in that moment. Um, you know, it's 2 nothing in the third inning. That's a little different. But not, not in that moment. But it's possible. I think that's an absolutely legitimate theory to look at when you have a guy that has gotten under your skin uh, multiple times, it is definitely much uh, much more difficult to forget it, and you look forward to your opportunity to maybe correct things the way you think they All should right. be corrected. So, so let's fast forward to the slide. What did you think of the slide and everything that took and everything <laughs> and everything else that happened? Well, slide was late, obviously, and we know that's not a bona fide slide anymore <clears throat> in Major League Baseball. You guys have seen it a lot of times. The guy will get hit if he feels like it was intentional. He's going to go in hard if he gets that opportunity to double play. This is not something new that's happened. In Major League Baseball, it happens all the time. I think middle infielders know that it's probably coming. Uh, the throw was a little bit low from Beltre. I do not think 
Um, I did see that on MLB Network today, actually, just a little while ago, where they were saying, I think Eric Burns was saying that he felt like um, Odor was actually trying to hit nice play. Uh, Jose Batista. I don't think that, I don't buy that for a second. The throw was low. Uh, so I think that was wrong. But the slide was definitely late, and you have a decision to make, right? In those situations, it happens to the middle infielders. It happens less now because of the rules. And so maybe they're a little more lax because they're thinking, well, I know I'm not going to get taken out because the rules have changed. And all of a sudden, the guy comes in really hard. And it's a guy that you already have a history with and maybe you're not happy with. And, and he all of a sudden does that. Um, you know, you, you just you kind of you kind of just take care of business the way that you want to. And I think in the in the case of Odor, uh, he didn't like the way it went and he responded swiftly. I mean, really quickly. But he made a decision right away that that decision was late and that it was dirty. And, and he wanted to say something to Jose about it. Well, and I think you can interpret the throw any way you want to. I know when you look back at the throw now. You can see that the reason it was wide is it kind of skipped off the top of Bautista's helmet as he as as the ball was released. But here's the deal: Bautista got up and didn't go to the to the Jays dugout. He got up and turned around towards Odor, and that's when the shoving took place. And I think that everything that took place afterwards is is based on that. If if Bautista does his hard slide and gets up and goes to the dugout then nothing else takes place. But he clearly wasn't done at that point in time either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I, mean, I think that I think Odor had made his decision right away because it came in late. He made the throw because the throw went you know, went the way that it did because of Nick Jose's helmet. Like you said, I think that ticked him off right away. And so he turned around looking for some trouble as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was absolutely part of it. So I don't know if Jose Batista got up and ran off the field, maybe, but we don't see that too often anyway. I mean, that slide was barely complete. And here comes, uh, you know, here comes Odor with something to say about it. So I think it's, I, you know, I think it's two two things that you got here. We talked about Bautista's reputation, uh, you know, nationwide. Well, certainly, Odor has one as well. Odor has gotten one, yes. and because you, you, what you have here, I thought was remarkable about this play. We, we concentrate. Odor has slid dirty, has slid late, or slid dirty, according to plenty of other players as well. Absolutely, and and so you not only did you have the the punch, which was an unbelievable baseball punch. You an had unbelievable boxing punch. punch. It was, an unbelievable it was punch. a great CJ punch. best baseball punch you've ever seen. It's a pretty good one. You know, I was in that 2000 fight with the White Sox and the Tigers. I don't know if you guys remember that one at all, but we had. We're too young. We're too young. <laughs> yeah, Come on, right. so that yeah. one was. I'm trying to think. What was, we had 18 suspensions. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like yeah. 82 total days. 25 guys were fined. We cleared three times. Keith Folk took it pretty good under his eye, had to get stitches, there was blood. I remember uh, he that. got squared up pretty good by Bobby Higginson. Um, that was a pretty good one. But, yeah, I mean, certainly this one now um, was, you know, I, now with the video that we have and the slow motion, all the cameras, everything else, we even have a better look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the sunglasses um, went one way and the helmet went the other. Yeah, that so. was, good. It was a great freeze frame. But but, but not only did you have that punch uh, on Odor, uh, Odor's punch on uh, Bautista's uh, cheek or jawbone, but you had Kevin Pillar and Josh Donaldson both charging the field and running right at Odor, right on top of this play. Yes. After, after, you know, so, to me, that tells you everything, that these guys had it in, just as much as the Rangers had it in for Bautista, these guys have, have it in for Odor. It's much more than just the punch to Bautista. It's that these guys were ready to get him as well, in my mind. Yeah, he's got an edge to him as well, which, as your teammate, you love it. Now, I remember talking to Jeff Bannister, and I know you guys have a ton, but that first year, I mean, he comes up and he's pretty comfortable for a young guy, right? He's got some right. swagger to him. And then next year, when he makes a team out of camp, the way Banny explained it to me was that, you know, he said he, he looked like he tried to tuck it in a little bit, tried to tone it down because he thought that's what he was supposed to do. 
and the performance wasn't there. And Danny so they wants him, him to play the with the leagues. They encourage yeah, so the him. Sends him down to the minor leagues, right, and says, "Come back and be the guy that you were, you, you know, last year. That's the guy we want." So he comes back, and it's okay. And I, I'm not in the clubhouse with him, so I don't know if he bugs you as a teammate. My guess is that he doesn't. You know, maybe he, you know, here and there, you know, young guys that are comfortable sometimes will will tick off some veterans. But at the end of the day, if that's what it takes for you to perform, then so be it. You're not looking for 25 best friends in the clubhouse. You're trying to win, and this guy seems like he has that edge, and I think he's a superstar in the making. And He's fun to watch, man. So I don't have to deal with him. I know he's not going to charge me, and you know, sitting at the desk. So it's uh, it's entertainment as far as I'm. So wh- why is, why is, is it that well a, wait wait? So why is it a player on your team has an edge, but a player on the other team is a punk? I haven't. Yeah, because you don't care about that guy because he's not trying to help you win. He's no, I know. To but we, we we talked about Batista's reputation around the league as as basically uh, a, a punk is 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 what Evan said. But now we Odor's on the Rangers, and and he he's got an edge. No, I think I think. He's got an edge, according to the Rangers. I think around the league, if you ask a lot of people, particularly if you ask Marcus Stroman, the Blue Jays starter who, who tweeted last night that he never had respect for Odor and never will, there's plenty of people who believe Rugnet Odor is a punk. Okay. Um, and, and, and that's yeah. just all going to – that's a matter of perspective. Um, yep. CJ – And I'm okay with that. Yeah. For me, I mean, it is what it, who cares? He's not on your team. Hey. I thought, you know, I thought it's a little strong. I don't, and that's the other thing. How about, you know, here we are 2016 – I get it. You tweet it out. You know, we, I do it. I'm just as guilty, I guess. You, you get big behind your keyboard, but you know, I, that's, to me, it's that's not a conversation for social media. You know, to go ahead and stand up in front of a camera and say it. Say something while you're out there. Get in the mix if you hate him that much, and, and take care of business and protect your teammates. Um, I think Cody you know, Ross. I'm not in love with the social media angle. Cody Ross came out on social media. You know, as we all kind of follow social media, he came out and called Strowman out for that, and he said instead of talking about it, do something about it, and. Yeah, uh, you know, I we all do, we all do come out on social media and voice our opinions, and and we we knee jerk react, and players are just as guilty of it as as media and fans are. Um, and what ends up what what happens if you end up a teammate of this guy? Is what I what I wonder. You know, that's that's the reason. Get why over I, it. I mean, David yeah. Price, David Ortiz, right? Right. I mean, David Ortiz said what he has zero respect and never will for David Price after. Some hit by pitches and some stuff that went on, and it's a big hug. and And guys get over stuff pretty quickly. And if you genuinely hate guy, you just you, you make it work. You just you know you're peaceful enough during the season, and then when you guys separate again, you're, you're probably thrilled. Kind of like the Sherrington marriage, I think that, that wow. that's how the Sherrington. Wow, that's marriage. a shot. <laughs> but 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 Man. but, but here, here's here's another point. After Odor throws the punch, and uh, Beltre has got his arms wrapped around Batista. Batista doesn't fight. He's he's not fighting. I don't think he wanted Bartista any more of that. He didn't want any more of that. That's and that's because one of the things, I think he was out on his feet. I do. I think he was too. He I, was falling. He was he, falling but, backwards. But he, you want it's, but it's your I, natural reaction, Evan. If I come over there and punch you, you will try to come across the table and punch you. I, 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 listen, I, I'll tell you what I would do. I would applaud. He stunned that him. Happened. He stunned him. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He stunned him. It's a pretty I, good one. I also it was, it was pretty solid. Yeah. I, and I also think it's part of. Part of the reputation that Jose Bautista has as a whiner and a complainer, it also kind of carries over with other players that he's willing to complain and chirp and yell from the background, but not necessarily willing to get in somebody's face and, and you know, go hand-to-hand and, and duke it out. And I think he was plenty comfortable with the fact that Beltre to- pulled him away from that whole situation. And Adrian, oh. Adrian did... The absolute right thing, which was pull the protagonist away. Somebody, yeah. what 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 one of the Blue Jays should have done was go and get Odor and pulled him out of the mix. 
But uh, this is why I think Donaldson and Pilar will likely end up with suspensions as well. They tried to incite the fight further. Sure, without a doubt. Suspensions for those guys will happen. Everyone's going to get one here. Anybody that was an aggressor, as they sit there and watch this thing over again, and Joe Torre will sit down and help figure out exactly who was the aggressor, who were the peacemakers that you know were not trying to do anything, cheap shots, kicks, whatever it might be, they'll get to see it all. Um, and guys will get suspended. I mean, there's, well, no, there's no two ways about let, it. Let's, definitely let's, I thought it was nice when everybody linked hands and kind of Yeah, swayed. that was nice. Yeah, the, the kumbaya. That'll be before the, they meet in, in, the, uh, right. in the playoffs. So let, let's, let's go back to, to something here. Let's assume, let's assume that, uh, uh, that, okay, this was a, a, a planned thing, that, okay, we're going we're gonna to hit Jose Bautista. How, pre, did you pre, have a, let's use the word premeditated. Premeditated. Like, yeah, thank you, okay. uh, Mr. Lawyer. Uh, and, and let's say that we're going to go back. Do you think they should have done this sooner? Uh, either in the series in Toronto or uh, earlier in the series in Arlington? I do. I think if you were planning on getting him, you should have done it probably earlier. That would That's kind of what I would have expected. Um, again, the timing didn't seem exactly right at all. I mean, sometimes you get the hard thrower who maybe is not an impact guy in your bullpen, you have that guy do it, or the right. starter just get it done with that out of the way. If you feel like, you know what, we owe you one, get your one, and let's just be done with it. Um but I think it's debatable whether or not they owed him one. That's the thing. I mean, forget about all the stuff. I, have, I feel like, you know, that not liking him in the history, I think you have to be very specific to the issue. And if it was just for the bat flip, I, I think it's debatable on whether or not he deserved it. Right. Um, but the timing of it, yes, I'm with you. I think it was, uh, listen, they still had an opportunity. Obviously, they hit Prince Fielder, just Chavez did, and, um, and and Prince took it great and was done with it and just kind of waved them off. And uh, I play with Jesse. He's a great guy, but he'll back up your teammate. His teammate in a heartbeat, I don't fault him for that. Um, but the timing definitely seemed weird. But they got an opportunity to get one of the Rangers back. Absolutely. And the, the, the two things here, I think the Rangers honestly felt like if they were going to do this, they wanted to do it in front of the home crowd and not in Toronto. And I think that there were also some practical reasons for not potentially inciting something in Toronto because of the situation. The bear shower. The bear can. Because of what happened last year during the playoffs. I think that there was a real uh-huh. safety issue at, 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 in play for not just the Rangers, but for fans in general. Um, but I think that it should have happened Friday night and, and early Friday night w- would have been the ideal time. Uh, I heard kind of secondhand that maybe a couple of pitches from Colby Lewis were a little bit inside on Saturday but didn't didn't hit the mark. So let's just put it this way. It's not going to hurt like it is from it's Matt Bush. It's not going to hurt either. like it's going to hurt from Matt Bush. They were waiting for Matt sure, Bush no. to get up to speed here, and then they, and then that's what they were. But waiting. all of all of the other stuff said, and we can, you know, this is the problem I have with John Gibbons and the gutless comment. To say it's gutless, and you still had a chance to take the guy out at second, which is baseball policing itself, and you still had yeah. a chance to to hit one of the Rangers' middle of the order hitters, which they did. You know, the, was the timing late? Yes. Was it was was there was it cowardly? No, because the Blue Jays had the opportunity to get not one but two acts of retaliation. Well, let me ask you this: If, if you're no, no, the, I want him. I want him okay, to comment. Okay. CJ. So, as far as anytime you get a comment from me from a manager afterwards, you got to take it with a grain of salt. He's not going to be objective, right? He's not going to come in and say, "Well, let me tell you how I saw it, how I think it should have been done." He's always going to back his team. And John Gibbons is a guy that definitely speaks his mind. Uh, doesn't hold back. I mean, that Tulo comment the other day. These guys, you saw that one when Tulo had a pretty good night, and he was like, "Tell all those." All the Tulo haters can suck on that one. I mean, that's right. not usual managerial talk, right? Right. In a post game interview, that's okay too because he has a lot of that old school feel to him as well, and he's going to be honest. So, you know, I, I'm reluctant to pick apart a manager's words 
in that regard post game because I feel like he's sure, he's sure. the game. Just kind of back up his guys, and you know, Gutless is a little bit strong, but I think even Jose's words, right? Jose said spoke to the lack of leadership over there. They're mad. That was so they're taking their verbal shots the right. best way that they can at that point. That's the way I look at. it. But if you're going to do that, then you're going to say they're not. It's not that they're gutless; it's that they're brainless. If you're putting a guy on base after uh, the tying run on base, that's not a gutless thing. That's just a brainless thing. If you if you want to insult the Rangers, that's what you should say. And, and if the Blue Jays really want, he's not a wordsmith like you are, Kevin. Oh the, yeah, right. If the Blue Jays, <laughs> you know, the, the ultimate retaliation on the Blue Jays' part would have been, okay, you just took a one run lead here in the in the seventh inning, and we're gonna come, we come back on you and and, and beat you. And, and Lord and, knows they know how to come back on the Rangers. Absolutely. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So let me ask you this: If you're the commissioner of baseball, are you sending everybody a bonus today? Because th- this is the hottest thing going in in the, in the sports world now. Or you do you really have to suspend people and find them? I no, mean, you have to. You got. Oh, I you know. I, I know you do. But is this, is this good for baseball? So I wrote about that today on Fox Sports, and I, for me, yes. You know, do we want it all the time? Do we want guys to get hurt? No, of course we do not. And, that, and, you know, I like guys policing themselves, and I think the small adjustments that we have made are probably good ones ultimately when it's all said and done, but I'm also okay when this happens, and it's good for the game. You know what we're not talking about right now? We're not talking about PEDs. We're not talking about how slow the pace of baseball is. We're not talking right. about, you know, that there's not enough kids playing baseball. This, is, this was on GMA today. It was on Fox News today, right? Ultimately, it's entertainment value, and... Rob Manfred would never come out and say this, and he should never come out and right. say this. But it was good for the game. It is, because nobody got hurt. If there was a significant injury, Jose Batista breaks his jaw, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Well, that's not such a good look for Major League Baseball. That's certainly something that we would not want to see happen. But at the same time, we get excited about this stuff. There's a reason why the NFL is king in American sports. You know, Nobody wants to say, we like our violence. You know, And some people will come out and say, well, that's assault. I went through this whole thing with Bryce Harper last year in a column that I wrote, and people are like, you're an advocate for assault at work. I'm like, stop comparing what happens in a major league dugout or a major league field to what happens in your office. It's, it's not the same. These guys are high adrenaline. There's millions of dollars at stake, and sometimes, and there's rings at stake and championships and everything else, and sometimes things are going to boil over, and it's okay when that happens on the field. I mean, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching football guys chime in, like football-only guys chiming in on Twitter and of course, they're completely butchering everything about it, but at least they're talking about it, right. and I think that's good. I think, you know, and I thought about this yesterday when I watched that. You know, I think you're exactly right when you say what the outcome was. Okay, so what what, it, what we had here was, was a little guy, although he's not that little. He weighs 195 pounds. He's a pounds. heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. So, but, but, <laughs> he, but he punches this guy, and he kind of knocks him a little dizzy, and it's a thump. It's not, as you said, there was no significant injury because what I was thinking about was the punch being a guy from Houston that when Kermit Washington turned around and hit Rudy Tomjanovich coming down the court and obliterated uh, Rudy's face. Mm-hmm. And and he was yeah. – That was a sucker it, punch. Uh, it, well, it kind of was. Uh, but it was a huge punch, and it, and it was it was horrific. It was Nobody a horrific Nobody was making day. jokes about it. Nobody was making jokes it's, about it's that. It's funny, and it's a talk topic when nobody's seriously hurt. That's, that's well, absolutely right. right. Let, me, let me give you absolutely a number right. for, your next, for your next column, CJ. The ratings okay. on that game until that point was at a 3.4. After the punch, the ratings went up to a 6.4 in Dallas. I'm talking about in Dallas, okay? That's yeah. se- somehow through Twitter, through Facebook, through everything, 75,000 homes tuned into the game in Dallas-Fort Worth that weren't watching the game. Well, that was because I was tweeting the play. Oh, the, the, Ev- oh, the Evan tweet. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, I Make mean, sure you get your cut, Evan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Evan always gets his cut of the pie. Let's let's make that. But again, I think it goes back to you know we don't want to admit it sometimes, right? But 
we like gossip. There's a reason why those magazines, as much as I think they're disgusting, are sitting there at the grocery checkout. You know, and there's a reason why these shows do so well that are, are talking about Hollywood gossip. And we like the other things. We like the other stories because these are things that don't happen in our lives either. Every and time entertainment value to them, and, and everybody's got an opinion too to go with it. Every oh, time I read them, I feel dirty. This the, the 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 film right now. The film last night was being dissected by fans on Twitter like it was the, the Pruder film. I mean, we were. Yeah, was was he balling up his fist? Uh, Jose was caught by surprise, and I was like, "Come on, people! You know, they both squared off." Are you going to bring LBJ into this too now? No. I, okay. I, <laughs> What but, do you guys think of this? Let me ask you this question. This is one thing I wrote today. I'd be curious about your guys' opinion on this. So after the whole Bryce Harper thing, right, where he comes out and he tells an umpire to F off and we catch it on camera. Right. And I, I, I felt like I was reading a lot of it. Maybe it was just more of the trolls and the social media stuff and maybe not legitimate writers. But I felt like I was seeing more of, yeah, that's good, man. Show your emotion. You know, yeah, be mad. That's great because everyone loves Bryce Harper. He could do no wrong right. for a lot of fans, right? But here we come out and here's that same emotion, but it boils over just a little bit. You can't ask guys to draw the line, and I felt like, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, I felt like there was a group that was saying, yeah, it's good. Let, you know, I don't want you know, necessarily the F you, but I love him coming out and screaming at an umpire and doing all that stuff. Let him have his fun. Don't make it boring. But I felt like a lot of those same people were down on what happened yesterday, and I felt like that presented yeah, a there, there's, Go ahead, Barry. No, I was going to ask. I, you know, I watched the game, and the, first, the Toronto first base coach got thrown out of the game. Wait a minute. So you're not going to answer CJ's question? <laughs> no. You got your own agenda. I get it. No, no. I'm going to answer answer the question. No, I I think think you're right. I think what we have here is that it's like like hockey. I'm not a hockey guy. I watch hockey, and I think it's a beautiful sport. I think the fact that these guys can skate and do what they can do on the ice is unbelievable. But the big appeal of hockey is the fights. Right. You know that's what people yeah. like about hockey. People, they want to they want to see fights. I think in baseball, I, I'm a you know I love baseball. And this is what what amazes me about this whole thing is that this is a Toronto team, and the tweets that I've gotten from Toronto fans about how classless and gutless and everything it was the Ranger, how gutless the yeah. Rangers were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they grew up with you know with one, hockey with hockey fights. Right. So. I would think that they they completely understand the mentality here. You would think so, but that, that's that, that's the interesting thing to me. I think what we've entered into in an era in in sports is that look, I, I love baseball just like it is. I mean, I think there are things that need to, to happen. I think that the, the the replays and the tweaking of those things are all great. Those are all good for baseball. But I, I I don't need any fights to make me like baseball. But I think the casual fans, and then that's that is what baseball is going for. Wants this. I, 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 that's what they want to see. They want to see this perked up a little bit. If they thought that they could see something like this happen every two, second or third game, I think that the ratings for baseball would go way up and they'd stay up. So, yeah, and that's why probably, again, Rob Manfred wouldn't pick it this way. He doesn't want this to happen. It's better off happening the first game of the series because you're going to get the bump for the rest of the weekend series as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. right. There you go. Right. Right. Never get that. Well, yeah. you're, yeah. You have really you know transitioned the TV business. to broadcasting well. <laughs> you, you know the TV business. Oh. Hey, yeah, we're, thank you. I'm we, um, we are going to let you go, but we're going to have to get you back on this year to actually talk baseball at some point. Is that okay? Yeah, I would love to, man. This is a good time for me when I'm on the West Coast, so I'd be more than happy uh, to do CJ, it. CJ, you, you were terrific. You are now my favorite CJ, just like your Evans I, I like you better than C.J. Grant. I like you better than C.J. Sherrington. And I'll throw C.J. Wilson. <laughs> and, and, and I do want to say, yeah. listen, I, is, I follow a number of guys both on social media and the, through their work uh, on the broadcast networks, former players who have become analysts. And C.J. is really, 
as, as you've heard today, he's really well spoken and really well thought out in his thought process about analyzing the game, analyzing people's reactions. Uh, I think he's a must listen to when he's on the radio. I think he is a, a, a must follow on, on social media. And uh, you really do bring a lot to the to the field. Are you blushing, CJ? A little bit. I'm I'm I, I'm very uh, I'm very flattered. and I appreciate it. And I think like you guys, man, just you know, trying to make a living at this business. There's a lot of days where I'm working my tail off and going, God, why wasn't I better a why wasn't I better a pitcher? <laughs> but it, it's over with now, and so we I couldn't be CJ Wilson. I had to be CJ Nikowski. So I'm just going to work hard at this, and uh, and hopefully can make a. a make a decent career out of it. Let, but let it's me... fun to do, as you guys well know. It's a, it's a fun business to get into, and I'm. I'm lucky to be a part of it. Let me ask the question everybody's wondering. What does CJ stand for? Christopher John, all three of us. Okay. The same. Crone, Wilson, Nikowski, all, all Christopher Johns. Wow, I had no idea. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a club. Cult. A it cult. is a club. Very <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's more of a cult. But of the three of us, only one. I would like to say at least that I'm the first CJ in baseball. Yeah, there you go. There but you go. go. Nah. <laughs> all right, well, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for, for your time today. All right. See you guys. Take care. Travel All safe. Right. Thanks. He was. He, let me tell you something. We've now had two guests from MLB Network on. D Row was one of them. My favorite. Mark DeRosa. Can, can we just say that first? We called him D Row the whole time By he the was way, on. I will say this: when you go back to Ranger brawls, D Row had a role in a Rangers brawl that was probably my fa- my previous favorite image, and that was uh, Scott Feldman hit Adam Kennedy of the Angels. DeRosa was playing third base. Kennedy charged the mound, and Dero came in on what amounted to a corner blitz from third base <laughs> and intercepted <laughs> him, wrapped him up. You know, DeRosa was a quarterback at, at Penn in Oh, college. did yeah, not know that. At, at Penn? Penn? At Ivy Penn. League school? Yeah. Wow. Um, and, I mean, it was, it was a good technique tackle. It's something we don't often see from the Cowboys cornerbacks. It was, it was really good. Um, but this image – Yesterday well, is iconic. Well, let me ask you this question: the Nolan Robin Ventura. Oh, I, I think that was, this is much better than that. Well, there's that a lot of before, debate. That was before my time, and I think the Nolan <laughs> Robin Ventura. It was. I wouldn't hear. But you've seen it a million I've, times. I've seen it a million. Do you times, have an opinion? But it's all history. My my take on this is that the Nolan Robin Ventura thing was a bigger deal because it was a 46 no. year old man taking a a budding young superstar and putting him in a headlock. Uh, it was funny. It was, it was more funny than anything else. Yeah, I, and, I and it was like... He's putting noogies on his Hooray head. for old guy. Yeah. You know, that that's what it was. This was a punch, man. I mean, it was... I, I, what surprised me about the punch was that is that it's almost like uh, Bautista didn't see it coming. I mean, he's he's looking at him, but he makes no movement with his head whatsoever, so, and the punch but, just but his, uh, his own arm is go is going. Well, so yesterday, his, his hand is I, right here. So yesterday oh, after the game, I talked it. to Elvis, and you know, I, I said, "Were you surprised by the punch and everything?" And 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 we were kind of getting into the conversation, and Elvis goes, "He's got short arms and he's quick, man, and, and he is. He's, <laughs> yeah, he is really quick. Uh, you know, he had this brawl." In uh, 2011, his first year in pro ball with the Rangers at Class A, at rookie level Spokane, also on a play at second base. He was actually the runner in that situation and took offense to the throw, got up, and he threw a couple of punches very quickly, too, in that situation. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think, I think I'd like to go to an expert now. With us now, we have uh, one of the great up-and-coming boxing trainers uh, in the world, Derek James, a Dallas resident. Derek was a, a pretty fine boxer in his day, a super middleweight. But now he's gotten into the uh, 
the side of the sport that's a little less tough. Nobody's punching at your face. Derek, you saw the f- the punch Ruggie Odor threw it at Batista yesterday. How would you grade that punch? I would grade it uh, pretty high. You know, um, he, he threw the punch. What's funny is that it's something that I always teach the fighter to throw the punch over the shoulders because on the blind side where the guy can't see it. And that is exactly what he did, threw the punch over the shoulders. And also, if you if you if you think about it, uh, let me reminisce and think about the punch that Errol um, Errol Spence, against, yeah, Errol Spence threw against Chris Algieri on uh, April 9th, April sixteenth in uh, New York. Yes. So that it looks like, and you made a great point just that because it, it because if you watch that punch uh, that was just thrown yesterday, uh, clearly Bautista does not see it. Uh, he he is looking at he is looking right at Odor, and he walks right into the punch. It, it is a, a, a like a blind shot almost. You know, what's funny is that he threw the punch as if he had been he had boxed before. That's the interview you guys need to get and ask him: Has he boxed before? Because um. I think he's fought before. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to be asking him that sometime in the next week. But I, I, I thought the question from my perspective was, you know, Bautista's got such a, a reach advantage on, on Odor, and yet he was able to get that quick, that quick right cross in, uh, you know, unblocked and well before Jose had a chance to, to really push him away. Well, you know, it's all about reaction time. Just like I guess with batting, it's about reaction time. And it's obvious that uh, the one that landed the punch had quick, the quicker reaction time than the other one. And he may not have even been thinking about that he would throw a punch so perfect or really a punch that he couldn't see, so it was a good punch to throw. If you watch that, and we had that discussion in here, it looked to me like Bautista was out on his feet after that punch. What did you think? Taking a shot like that generally knocks you out, or you can even be concussed. So, I mean, it's um, for him to be able to stand up and not just go down, it was a good punch. It was a great punch. Are, are you are you speaking from experience? Did you ever get hit with a punch like that? I mean, everybody who boxes, you know, come on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're a boxer and, and that's what you do, I mean, yeah, you've been hit with a punch like that before. Great. Derek, thanks so much. I know you're going to be in uh, Vegas this week. You have a, 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 a middleweight, light middleweight, super middleweight fight light coming up. Light middleweight, 154-pound WBC um, World Championship fight. All right. That's actually not you. It's your fighter, Jamel Charlo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jamel Charlo, you'll be fighting on Showtime. All right. Derek, thanks so much for your time. And uh, go go out to the uh, Cooper Clinic and uh, teach some old men how to fight. <laughs> Thanks very much, Derek. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Alex, Thanks, Derek. Be well. All right, Kevin. What uh, What's your final takeaway from everything that took place yesterday? Is this over with? Uh, well, it's over with for this season unless they've met them in the playoffs. Right. Uh, Does it carry over? Uh, until- absolutely, <laughs> it carries over. Someone said that it's over now. It's not over now. But why, now, why does it carry over? Because the Blue Jays did have their chance to get retribution on the bases and with the bean ball. Right. But they will now. But despite all that, they will make Odor a marked man. Oh, absolutely. Right. As I said, I think he was already. 
but but the fact that those two guys ran out, Pilar and Donaldson ran out. And and by the way, we didn't say anything about the punches that Pilar threw. Did you see that? I didn't see there? Pilar's punches. I saw oh, Donaldson he, jump at he, he at, at, at Odor, Odor and get another one in the face. He did. Odor I just hit saw him Pilar too. jumping around a lot, like a. It, it was a very interesting you know, look, and I'm not sure exactly what it was. The most remarkable thing that, that happened today is when Evan, before we started this, you looked it up, and we, we found out Odor is 195 pounds. You wouldn't have thought so. Would that you? makes that makes him a heavyweight. That's, I don't know correct. why you guys were so surprised about that. Because well, he's he's built. Well, because really they list him at five eleven. He's because, nowhere near because we 5'11". haven't studied him he's in the clubhouse probably. like you have in five eight in, maybe in, in his underwear, Evan. But it is it is one of the reasons why he's so powerful at the plate, right? Because uh, he is he's he's probably five nine. And I, yeah, I, I will say this: I've seen pounds. him with like you know the tank top or the sleeveless shirts oh, on. Yeah, you sure you have. He's got some guns. Yeah, he does. He's a he's a, even in a small package. He's a big boy. Oh, he is. He is. All right, now we got to wrap it up, Evan, because we got Babe Loffenberg getting ready. And, uh, and for what other what other podcasts like could we possibly have done today, uh, Evan? What is this? This this bit has got to go. No, Evan, Evan, <laughs> Evan. I have a memo from the higher authorities here. They love this. They stuff. love Plugging when we plug ones. our other podcasts. Yeah. Well, the other podcasts that we have, or we had Barry. Trammell on to talk about Big 12 expansion and the inevitable death of the Big 12. Yeah. Um, you like saying that, don't you? Yeah. Yes. But you know what? I, I will say this. I think it's the inevitable death of all conferences, as we know, except for the SEC. We'll, we'll end up with super conferences. <laughs> what about the Big 10? That's what we'll end up You think up they're with. going away? But they'll, No, they'll add, they'll add to it, though. The they'll, SEC. They'll be, they'll be four, Yeah, but they're, they've already added to the Big 10, and there's still 10. So why are they such a they're, smart they're conference? They're that's what I say. Too. Why are they so smart? If why is that two? AAU? You can't even count. So yeah, you'll have you'll you'll have four super conferences at some point in time. Four sixteen teams. Um, and uh, we've got Babe coming up to talk about Dak Prescott. I'm sure Babe will have some thoughts on the on the fight yesterday. Babe yes, is a big will. fan of the fight game. Yes, he is. Um, and uh, <laughs> just ignore me like that. I, I well, I cannot believe that we had a great guest on, and this is a guest who actually like invested time and energy and said, "Let me ask you guys a question. I want your opinion." And Barry goes. Yeah. Do you know what my attention span is? <laughs> no kidding. Do you know what my attention span is? When's the last is? time that anybody has ever asked you a no question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. I have I, Nobody no. ever asked me anything. No People kidding. tell me what to do. My God. All right, so let's get the babe, and uh, we will wrap up uh, Ballsy Baseball for this week. Base Brawl today. Base Brawlsy. Brawlsy. Brawlsy for this you week. like that. Wow. Oh, wow. smile. Oh, okay. That's All right, you guys, you knuckleheads. I'm going to come over there and give you a couple of these and a couple of those. The old like, Widowmaker. Like Three noogies. Like- yeah.